back to Rotating Reels. We have a very special episode for you today because we are all live in person. Yay! Today we're reviewing the Suicide Squad, but before we get into that, I wanna remind you guys that we've got a Patreon. You can look us up, Rotating Reels at Patreon, or you can go to rotatingreels.com. I'll take you right to the Patreon. Uh, starts off at a $5 contribution, and that gets you access to all of our extra fun, extra after hours content. We got a lot of fun stuff over there. Very different format from our main podcast here. So go check that out and support us. And again, before we get into the Suicide Squad, we've got our probably our most favored thing that we do on the show, which is what we've been watching. It's where we spend three minutes. Each one of us goes over any TVs, movies, maybe video games sometimes, board games sometimes. So who wants to go first? Keegan, you want to tell us what you've been watching? Yeah, very light this week. Uh, so I only watched two things. Uh, the first thing is I revisited Twilight. I feel like these are super, <laughs> they're they're back in the the, the zeitgeist again because they got uh, distribution rights over at Netflix right now. So I feel like a lot of people are like tweeting about it, rewatching these. A lot of people our age especially are revisiting it. Cause I feel like we were all teenagers when these originally came out. Uh, and I so was just 45 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you've been aging backwards, but no, it's it's good. It's uh, the first one is like the most indie. I mean, it only has, it had like a thirty million dollar budget. So I know that's not like pure indie, right? It but ends on a Linkin Park song, and it has a Paramore original song too. So it's <laughs> it's not true true indie, but it has it's the most remotely indie. indie. The, okay, the, the I'll look up the budgets for the last four movies, but they're significantly larger. They have okay. way more studio involvement. It's. It's a very starkly different movie than the, the other four. They but took the heart out of it. I agree. It was the only one to have a female director as well. So okay. pretty fun. Uh, yeah, so it's a ton of fun. I obviously love these movies. I don't know how these guys feel about it, but I adore the Twilight movies. Um, and then other than that, I checked out HBO has a new um, short docuseries called Obama in Pursuit of a More Perfect Union. Um, three-part docuseries. Each one is about an hour and a half, and it just focuses on different stages of Barack Obama's life. Uh, but it's interesting because even though he's usually like so well-spoken and he's like a really good writer, I think he's super known for it, but he never actually makes an appearance to this version of it. They use a lot of mm -hmm. like archival footage from him, um, but they start from a super young age in telling his story and a lot of his background of like being a young black kid in Hawaii and how like he didn't feel like he really fit in with a lot of the black kids that he knew when he would go to the mainland um, and how he still felt out of place as an American because his, his dad was Kenyan. So a super, super interesting story. Um, I've only watched the first episode, um, but that's on HBO and it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I don't think it's anything groundbreaking if you know anything about Obama, but... Who, who, who is this that this is about? Uh, it is a... I don't know if I'm trying to make a joke. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. You've watched anything else? That's it. Super Ooh, light. Really? Week. Yeah. Well, petite week. How do you guys? Before we, do you guys feel any particular way about Twilight at all? I so okay. So for our listeners, um, my only experience with the Twilight movies is I won, um, or maybe a friend of mine won tickets to the midnight premiere. I think it was the first one, but it might have been the second one. Um, and it was just us and a bunch of um, mothers that had made like <laughs> signs, like posters saying "We love Bella" and stuff, and brought them to the movie theater. Like I don't know if they thought you could see the you know the actors could see them through the movie theater how that worked. Um, but we ended up getting kicked out of the theater to the moms all applauding. So I won't go into any more details, but that's about my only experience with the Twilight movies. Yeah, I've seen the first one and the last two. And, okay. Uh, how many are there? I thought there were three. Five. 
There's five? There's four books and then the Harry Potter the last one. Oh like, my god. Guys. So you just you so when you said three movies of Twilight, you watched five movies. No, I only watched the first one. I'm, oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm doing I'm working my way through. Okay. For my for our spin-off show. <laughs> Wait, we just watched five movies about <laughs> teenage vampire angst. Okay. Yeah, anyway, I feel like I I feel like I've seen enough, you know. I, I think the yes. first the first one and the last two, it's it's kinda like watching like the first Fast and Furious, and then Fast Nine. Yeah. And, you know, like you didn't miss you a see, whole lot in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, the, the the vampire who was the you know the center of the story ended up getting yeah. the girl. Like, who'd have thunk? Yeah, like, I don't know. Wait, I, can, can I yeah. ask some some Twilight lore? Like, how many yeah. vampires are there in the Twilight universe? Uh, I don't know if it ever. We don't get a like a rounded. Like, is there like more? Is there like ten or is there a million? No. Or? So when we have the big fight in the fifth movie, it's like probably thirty on each side. So mm -hmm. it's not a huge amount. It's like it's. But that's 60, like a significant. Sixty named vampires. At okay. Least. Okay. Yeah. All right. So still. And, and, small and they're story. coming from international. Like we have, uh, Rami Malek is an Indian vampire. In okay. The, so yeah, they they travel all over the world for the big battle. So maybe a hundred or less. Oh, now I want to see this big battle. Okay, all right, all right. It's something. Uh, oh, yeah. it's a lot of something. It's... <laughs> oh, do you remember when CGI wasn't as good as it is now? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's it for Keegan. Hank, what'd you watch this week? Yeah, I had a pretty light week, too. Um, as, as I've mentioned for the past couple weeks, I've been watching through American Ninja Warrior. Uh, currently airing is season 13 of that and I uh, I didn't realize it was currently airing when I started it. I thought mm. that the season had completed filming. So anyway, I get to the end of semifinals round one and suddenly there's no more episodes and it was devastating. Um, I may never recover until they <laughs> drop the next episode for me. Um, surprisingly wholesome show. Good, good pull-ups. I mean, <laughs> honestly, you know, on par with some of the pull-ups that me and my co-hosts have seen in the recent past. Um, yeah, and we've seen yeah. some good pull-ups. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so that's been fun. Besides that, uh, the only other thing I watched was Ted Lasso. I watched like the first four episodes. I was like, you know what? Keegan's right. I'm going to take that Patreon money. I'm going to put it into Apple TV Plus. Reinvest back in the business. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> um, and anyway, so I, I checked out Ted Lasso, got like the first four episodes done, and, and I, I was just watching it on my own. I, I just wanted to like check it out, see if it was something that I could recommend to anyone. Um, so I, you know, like put it on like during like a lunch break at work because I have I have a computer, um, <laughs> so it's easy. Um, anyway. Man, it's really good. Yes! It's really, really good. I really, really like Ted Lasso. I, I was really meaning to just watch like the first episode and then decide if I was like going to recommend it to Haley, but then I was like, I can watch him again. I need to, yeah. I need to watch some more. Um, so yeah, I uh, ended up like kind of binging the, the, the first four episodes. Uh, I might have let one lunch break run a bit longer. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, had, I had a lot of, you know, processing to do, you know, there's some hands off time. Anyway, Ted Lasso is really good. I think Ted Lasso himself is one of the most likable characters I've ever seen depicted on screen. Um, I'm so jealous. Is I, it is it too syrupy for you? Like, is it too saccharine and sweet, or is it like the right? No, amount? it's great. Yeah, it's it, it's great because they, they offset it with everyone being like, "Oh fuck you, you wanker!" You know, like, <laughs> it can only like, exist in Britain where yeah. there's enough, enough negativity to <laughs> yeah. offset it. Yeah, you know, it, 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 and it's it, it's great because like. 
you know, it's it's Ted Lasso being like really sweet, and then everyone else is like a little bit awful yeah. to some degree. <laughs> um, so like it's it's it well balances awesome. out. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, and I've only seen the first four episodes. I'm still like thinking like, okay, I'm gonna get home tonight. Like how how many can I get through? You know, like, will we have time to get through a couple? We'll find out. Check in next week for the state of that. You're probably going to be done with both seasons. Um, but besides that. I haven't been watching anything else. I did play a little bit of a couple games that I want to call out. Um, first of all, a game recently released uh, called Chernobylite. I've been playing a little bit. It's an indie game. I think it's actually made by a Ukrainian or Russian team. All the all the dialogue audio is in Russian. Um, or Ukraine. <laughs> well, well, no, because they, they have they have translated subtitles. Okay. Um, okay. And, it, and the translation is actually quite good. Um, but uh, anyway, it's a really cool game. It takes place uh, in the Chernobyl zone of exclusion. And one of kind of the gimmicks is that it's not like open world. You can't wander the entire zone. But they have distinct you know, segments or areas. Like they have Pripyat, which is like the town that's nearby that was abandoned. They have like the actual, like, you know, the coffin. Mm -hmm. um, and they actually like scanned these locations with like 3D scanning technology. Oh, cool. Like so, in Space Jam. <laughs> yes, just like <laughs> anyway, really cool stuff. Um, it's it's very indie. It's got some kind of Euro jank to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like there are a lot of these like indie European games where like they have really high ambitions, but they don't have a budget to go along with it. And this game definitely has some of that. But they did well with what they have. It's made on uh, the latest iteration of the Unreal Engine, so it looks oh, fantastic. Wow. It's pretty well optimized. It's got a fun variety of gameplay styles. Like the the kind of core loop is kind of a shooter. Um, but in between those shooting missions, you go back to a base and you like recruit people to help you do like kind of like this heist thing at the end of the game. And so mm -hmm. you're like planning for this heist and you have to like build up resources and allies. Hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I think I'd recommend it. It's only like 25 bucks too, awesome. which nice. for, for a new game. Is and what was it called again? Uh, Chernobylite. Chernobylite. Yeah. That's nice. And, uh, then also one more game. I'm running a bit long, but <laughs> this one I think deserves a call out. Um, I've been playing through a little bit of a game called The Outer Wilds again, mm, yeah. which is a little indie game from Annapurna Interactive. Um, and it's basically, the, the entire game's like a 20 minute time loop where it just resets every 20 minutes. And you play as uh, like a little alien dude that has a spaceship and you're exploring this little solar system that's like very small. You can get around it very easily, but you only have 20 minutes to do any exploration and like things are changing all the time. And you have to like identify why the, the time is looping every, tw every 20 minutes. So it's, it's really fun. It's very open-ended. There's a lot of things to look into. It's very pretty. The, it, the music is all kind of like folksy and whimsical anyway. The Outer Wilds, everyone has talked about it, I think, if, if they're into games at all. Yeah. So it's, it's worth playing. And it's also like 25 bucks. Nice. Have you both those on Steam or where could our listeners? I have both of them um, on Steam. I actually got Outer Wilds on a pretty steep discount a while ago and just like never really dived into it. Um, but yeah, worth playing. Nice. That's my week. I'm so jealous you guys have watched Ted Lasso. So you sold me on it. You sold us on it. And I tried. So I got Apple TV. I got the three months free. You don't need to be a student. Um, oh, cool. 
And then it didn't, it won't, Apple TV won't work on Chromecast. So I need to like get a new oh, TV no. or like buy a little Apple thing in person. Or a Roku or but something. Yeah, yeah, I guess, or a Roku or something else. But really, really annoying. I spent like an hour trying to figure out how to watch Ted Lasso. And now I just get to listen to you guys gush about <laughs> it and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. It's like... <laughs> I know, I get your business is hurting me now, and I, 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 <laughs> I really miss like to watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I wish you could watch it. Yeah. Well, anyway, but you can't. No, I can't. But, we but can. what I did watch this week, I finished my rewatch of Dairy Girls, and the last episode is so beautiful. It ends with uh, Bill Clinton visiting Dairy, which he did in the '90s. And everybody in Derry was so about it, getting paid attention for all the right reasons. And so it ends with like cuts of his speech and whatever you think about the bill, he, uh, you can't deny he's a great orator. So he's got this beautiful speech. Everybody in Derry is all about it. It was just such like a throwback to the 90s when America was standing for something good. <laughs> um, so just, you know, totally bald at the end of, at the end of it. All the whole families there, all these crazy Irish characters that we love. Um, and the third season, it's coming, it's coming, they're like, I think they've already filmed part of it and they're still working on the rest or something, so I am going to watch that the minute it comes out, watch the whole thing. Can't get enough Dairy Girls. Um, also, uh, continue to rewatch Reno 911. We're on the last uh, season, not that it really matters, every episode's kind of interchangeable with each other, um, but Reno's just tremendous, just full of good belly laughs all the time. Love all the cameos from these comedians that like weren't really well known at the time, like Key and Peele, and they've now like... Yeah blown up in their own right, um, so pretty fun. Also watched The Tomorrow War, which oh, no. Keegan didn't like, and then I heard two other people really liked it, so I'm yeah. gonna, I actually liked it. No. I thought it was okay. I like I liked the premise. The premise and plot was already something I'm into. Um, and yeah, there were like a lot of problems, and there was a lot of things they did wrong, and a lot of things they did right. It was a great first draft. Like if they had just took, yeah. taken what they had, because. The casting was tremendous, I thought, and uh, all like the all the little tiny bits and pieces, the costuming, the CGI, I thought was all great. So I think they had the right stuff. They just needed to spend a little more time developing and fleshing the story out. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm 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 a sucker for any kind of time movies, messing around with time. I'm all about that. So big fan of that. Um, I also watched another recommendation from Keegan. Onward, the Pixar film was really really good it's I, we, <laughs> I I don't think I've really noticed this explicitly before but Pixar films are always talking about how awesome parents are <laughs> like moms rule dads are awesome those are the people that buy the tickets we gotta gotta get them to the theaters to watch the Pixar films um, but but onwards great it's like a, a high fantasy setting um, it's a real life uh, D&D campaign one of the characters is really into D&D and then they're they go on an actual quest and so the whole premise is that they're you the world used to be like D&D. They used to have elves and ogres and all these other fantasy things and magic. Um, and then they just went into the modern age because technology is way easier than magic and they forgot about it, but magic still exists. So Hank, I think this is like right. I know you're not a big Pixar fan, yeah, but I feel like the content would just be right what you're going for. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll check it out. I, uh, I, I'm not like anti-Pixar. It's just, you know, <laughs> usually it doesn't call to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. There, there are other things that I want to watch first. Yeah, I get Darker things. I, th I feel like this is like the probably the best aimed shot they're going to get at the Hank mind, mm -hmm. you know? Like, let's get someone different in the field. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Um, and then I also watched uh, 22 Verse Earth, which is like a spinoff of Soul. Mm. Um, like that a lot. I kind of forgot who all the characters were. It made me want to rewatch Soul, but um, it's like one of those little mini shorts Pixar used to do at the beginning of all their films. You know, those sometimes were often more fun than the than the main film itself. Um, and the last thing I watched was a uh, Turkish show, Resurrection Ertugrul. Um, I'm not going to say the full Turkish title, so I'm going to put it in the show notes <laughs> with all the interesting letters. Um, pretty fun. It's definitely a propaganda piece for Erdogan and uh, and his his party, and um, it's pretty interesting to see the, the the Christians are displayed, the Templars are displayed as like real over the top maniacal, like almost finger tenty Mr. Burns <laughs> level, like that kind of like yeah. Um, but it's still it's still pretty fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's it. That's all I watched this week. I can't believe how wrong you are about Tomorrow War. What, what did you not like about it? Well, Wait, don't argue about it. I'll, I'll, I'll give... It's a, a movie? It's on yeah. Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a check. Um, you know, I don't think it was that bad. I don't think you're going to like it. I think it's going to be a my I thought it was better than Black Widow. Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And you also were hating on Chris Pratt. I thought he did fine. No, he's miscast. Chris Pratt needs... To, if he's going to be a leading man, you can't solely rely on his action heroism. Because he's, he's not that guy. He has to have some comedy. That's what Guardians of the Galaxy What do you mean? The whole, thing's, the whole thing's a family drama. But it's not... Uh, he doesn't have any, like... He's, he's played straight. And yeah. it doesn't work well for Chris Pratt. That's yeah. not playing to his talent. He needs right? a little comedy he in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. They, they relegate that to the other guy. Yeah. And, and you know what I've been noticing about him is that he... Um, they can't they can't decide what to do with his makeup. Yeah. They, they can't. His makeup looks has looked really bad in a lot of movies recently because they want him to still look kind of youthful. Yeah. But he's older now, and so they're trying to like make him look young, and it doesn't work. So I don't know who's doing. Is this. it makeup and CGI? Just makeup. Just makeup. Just makeup. Just makeup. Oh, yeah. Just makeup. Yeah. But yeah, it looks it looks really noticeable when they do like a close up. The action scenes is fine. But they do a close yeah. up, and you're like, ah, that's a lot of bronzer, Chris. I don't know if. I... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, are we ready to get into the main review? So. Yeah. This is going to be my last review for a while. I'm taking a couple weeks off. Got pretty busy with some other stuff. So it's going to be Keegan and Hank holding it down for a couple weeks here. Um, so I will read in. This is my last intro I'm going to read for a while. Better be a good one. From IMDb, the plot summary for Suicide Squad. The Suicide the, Squad. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. This, yeah. So this is this movie is not connected to the other movies in that you know the plot's not the same they're some of the characters are the same casting some of the same like harley quinn's the big one um but totally standalone so the the blurb is supervillains harley quinn bloodsport peacemaker and a collection of nutty cons at bella reeve prison join the super secret super shady task force x as they are dropped off at the remote enemy infused island of corto Maldes. So what do we think about this movie, guys? We, we watched it all together. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber or a Patreon, you will um, you will see our, our special live uh, review, live commentary, all chopped up on the Patreon. But for uh, the rest of uh, the rest of our listeners, we'll tell you now what we thought. Non spoilers right now. Hank, you want to start off? Yeah. So you know this movie very different from Suicide Squad, which I also saw. I'm not a big, like, superhero super hit villain movie yeah. fan for, for a lot of reasons. Um, a lot, But one of those reasons is that often I think it is uh, sanitized to the point of being kind of unpalatable. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, uh, like eating a wet nap. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like, why do I want this? It's like, I don't need this in my life. Um, anyway, this movie's not that. It's not very sanitized. It's, you know, just a gory romp. And it's, you know, it's not a smart movie. 
You know, like, I don't think there's anyone that's going to be out here being like, yeah, man, that movie was just, like, really well thought out. Like, like it's not terrible. Thought-provoking. But, you know, this movie was, like, I think it's pretty clear to me. And, you know, my host may disagree, other critics may disagree, but to me, this watch, like, James Gunn was like, okay, I'm going to make a superhero movie, but I just want it to be violent and over-the-top and kind of crass. And he did that, and I, I, it, it appealed to me. I like, you know, over-the-top violence and, you know, some crass humor, you know, grab a beer and a couple friends. Like, I'm not going to gush about it like I would for, like, The Witch or Midsummer or something. Yeah. But I can get down with it. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I think the acting was, you know, fine. The effects were great. The action was great. There were some, you know, kind of goofy jokes and gags. Some pretty dark humor, which I can get behind. Yeah, so I enjoyed it pretty well. Good. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty positive review for a superhero movie for me. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Keegan, what'd you think? Yeah, I had a blast. I had actually I, I joked with these guys that I had cheated on them beforehand, but I this was actually my second time watching it. It's not a joke. And only yeah, it's, it hurt deep. But this is why you know. Taylor's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. No, yeah. So I'd, I've actually watched this twice in the past three days, and I really like it. I think you know, again, like you said, it's not going to be a big think piece one, right? You're not going to have a lot of video essays on YouTube about it, and like. I picked up very little from watching it again. That wasn't just the, the fun of, of the entertainment value of it, but it's a lot of fun and this is really good. And uh, I probably am the biggest superhero fan here. I really like what a lot of Marvel does. Super disconnected from a lot of the DC stuff. But I think that uh, as far as comic book like uh, authenticity, that Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn is just, it's spot on casting. It's, it's so, so good. She's so great in the role. It's like, you know, as good as, as Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man and some of those other like super prolific like Wolverine type castings. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, I mean, she always brings a ton to it. There's a lot of problems with the original. Uh, she was just really poorly written. Birds of Prey came out to kind of rewrite that and now we have this like pretty full-fledged character by the time we get to this one. Uh, so it's a lot of fun and I think there's uh, some really fun set pieces. It does a good mix of like having good practical stuff in, mixed in with a lot of the like, common CGI, big fight of, you know, big city, demolishing fight at the end. Um, and then the other thing that I, I was surprised Hank didn't call out was I think it's actually pretty like uh, unobnoxious in its needle drops. Like I think there was some really, really fun music at the right times, like almost gave me Edgar Wright vibes, but it never yeah. felt like, ah, oh, shit. They just like, they spent about a bunch of money on like licensed songs for the sake of it, right? It always felt like very fitting. Mm-hmm. So man, James Gunn's a good director, man. And I've, I've heard rumors that there's open seats for him at Warner Bros to come back and direct whatever DC movies he wants because they were so happy with uh, with this product. Nice. And so if we wanted more of this Harley Quinn, is Birds of Prey like closer to this or is it yeah, like... Yeah, 100%. So okay. Birds of Prey is actually like, as it has a female director, it's a mostly female cast. It's just a very, very different take on the character. It's mostly like a breakup movie. It's kind of dealing with like the fallout of a breakup with the Joker. Um, and it's just, a, it's like a super personal story. It's called Birds of Prey, but it's not really about the Birds of Prey at all. It's, it's all Harley Quinn's so story. She's the lead. Yeah, so she's okay. 100% the lead. It's much less of an ensemble piece. But yeah, if you liked her character in this, um, then you you know, you know would love that movie. Okay, yeah, I think I, I think I will watch Birds of Prey then because yeah. she was the standout for me. I liked a lot of the other characters and a lot of the other um, actors, but she yeah. was like the most interesting. And I will say another fun part about that movie is they had a lot of the John Wick um, stunt choreographers come in for some of those fights in oh. Birds of Prey. So really, really good. Wide take, no cut action scenes. Nice. Okay. Love that. Yeah. That's appealing. Yeah. Well, I, I like this movie too. Um, you know, a little bit different from you guys. I, last night, I just, after we watched it, I just laid awake for hours thinking about some of the lines <laughs> and just really going through some of the conclusions. It's really dissecting it. Yeah. yeah. It's really, I mean, 
for me, this was this this stumped me. This, this <laughs> uh, no, I I liked it a lot. Um, I I'm not a huge superhero fan, but I also not oppose superhero movies. I can I can enjoy them. I like the Marvel stuff. Um, so yeah, this was just a darker take on all that. And actually, you know, I I know for our Patreon listeners, they'll know that I just uh, talked about the Boys, which I love, which is a darker take on superheroes. And I thought this was actually better than that. Oh wow. Because they still kept some of the humor, and and the boys is the, there's definitely humor in the boys, but it's mostly not from the superheroes, or if it is, it's like at their expense. Um, and this has you know that same brutality uh, with a lot more comedy, and and I think that works a little better for me. It's hard to like because at the end of the day, it's hard to get too serious about people in spandex outfits. Like it's really hard to to take them as like real deep serious human characters. Um, so yeah, I love, I love the characterization. Um, I love the ensemble casting. Um, yeah. Little, little disappointed that Nathan Fillion did not get more screen time. <laughs> um, I hope in future works. Like I could do a whole standoff series with just. Although his superpowers are not very good, the detachable. That would almost make a spinoff work better, though. Yeah. Like imagine getting yeah. a superhero where it's just like, yeah, he can't do shit. Yeah, it's just really not a useful <laughs> yeah. skill that he has. Yeah. Uh, Slow moving detachable arms. Yeah. yeah. Can he detach more parts? So for viewers who haven't seen the movie, he can detach parts of his body and then control them as they fly magically through the air. Is it just the arms, though? It seems to just be arms. Yeah, I can't imagine why he wouldn't throw other stuff in there, right? Like his head, maybe, though? Like peek around corners? Or one leg. Eyeball? He could just lay down. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. See, there's a lot to explore with this character. Nathan Fillion deserves (laughs) more more screen time. Um, But yeah, no, the the plot was fun. Um, It was a little uh, jumpy, and I don't want to spoil anything, but there was, you know, they do kind of a fake out with that first initial setup. Um, and the only reason I, I was upset about that is I liked some of the characters in the fake out and I yeah. wanted more of them. Um, so I hope that was just a teaser and we get more of them. Um, but otherwise, I, I thought it was great. I thought the villains was great. I thought the the kind of twisty uh, villain that I, we'll get into in spoilers, um, some kind of aquatic nonsense, um, I thought was great. I liked that it wasn't just bad, evil villain people. There's some like unapproachable evil that we got to deal with too. Um, so yeah, I, I was a big fan of this movie. Yeah, yeah. So I think pretty positive takes all around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just one more thing to say is like, I, I do think this is a movie where like, if you don't have a stomach for like violence and you can't see like, you know, some people like don't see any violent thing as, as comedic. You know, they see violence and it's like it's kind of gross to them. Yeah. This is not your movie. Yeah. You know, you, yes. you kind of need to have. Uh, you know, grown up with some violent video games or violent movies or something. Yeah, the um, R rating was yeah. definitely warranted. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, the, like it's a, uh, it's definitely you know, a bit off color. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But that can be yeah. fun too because I like that myself. But you know, I can yeah. definitely imagine like recommending this to some people and them saying like, yeah. "This movie like destroyed an island country." You thought that was funny? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the only reason yeah. that like I think yeah. the extreme violence works well for me is that it's superheroes, mm-hmm. and so like in the and you know Marvel stuff, we never really deal with the consequences of these incredible powers, you know. Mm-hmm. And so a movie like this, where you get to and not that they're really diving into the regular person tragedy at all. But just that we're seeing, like, no, people that can rip other people apart, that would look bad if they could do that. That would not be, like, a fun thing, Hulk smash, you know? Like, yeah. So. yeah. Well, is there anything else non-spoiler you want to get into before we go into the, the plot and other spoilers? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready to... Let's hit it. All right, let's get it. Okay, so 
going straight into spoilers now. Stop the podcast if you want to go watch this film. We're about to ruin some stuff for you. And I think we actually could ruin some stuff for people on this. Yeah. There is some Very twists yeah. and turns. Yeah, it's not much of a thinker, you know, like like you'll get all of it at the end of the day after one watch. But it, it's still fun to be surprised throughout it. So yeah. this is yeah. one of the movies where if you think you might watch it, really do hit pause here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, if you're still with us, you're ready for it. All right, non-spoilers, Keegan. What's your what's your uh, anything you want to dive into in particular? Uh, yeah, no, I and it's it's interesting. So, have you guys all seen the original? Suicide no, Squad? I haven't. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So, to be fair, it's it's a horrible movie, but it's not a movie <laughs> that like. There's movies that are so bad that you kind of dwell on them, right? And you're like, am I overreacting, or is there like what really stuck out to me as being so bad? Um, and a YouTuber that I watch actually just put out uh, a video essay about the original Suicide Squad and said that the reason you don't see so many think pieces, even though the general consensus is that it's so terrible, is that it's not really an easy movie that you can point to one or two specific things. It's just kind mm -hmm. of a failing on all levels, and it's not really fun to just, you know, pick apart thousands of people's different jobs where everyone kind of failed and didn't meet up to a standard of a quality movie. Wow. And so similarly... I feel like I actually don't have a ton to say about this movie, but just in the opposite direction. I think like, you know, I have a, a general level of enjoyment about it. It's a fun action movie. It's exactly what I want out of an action movie, but similar to like a John Wick, I don't think that there's too much more that I want to dive into. I think the plot is really fun, but it's not something that's going to like stick with me for a long time, right? Like I think I'm just going to remember it as like a fun action rob that has crazy violence and has some good appearances by characters. but. Yeah. Overall, I think, like, when I look back, even at the DCEU, it's not something that I'm like, well, maybe it will just because the others are so bad. But in the yeah. grand scheme of, like, superhero movies in general, I guess, maybe it won't be the most memorable. But that isn't to say that it's not hugely enjoyable. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like it's like a popcorn movie. You know, yeah. like, you, you, you kind of watch it. It's fun. You have a good time. It doesn't stay with you. It's like eating the popcorn at the theater. Yep, you know, yeah. you eat it. But it's not like, oh man, I'm full for the rest of the day. It's like, yeah. okay, now let's move on to something else. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm usually the one that does not like the popcorn movies because like all the, the things that don't make sense or like the physics defying stuff really bugs me. And I thought they did a really good job with this in terms of like the violence that you don't get fight scenes. Like the only times you get fight scenes that are lasting uh, between two characters, lasting multiple mm -hmm. minutes is if they're both superheroes and that becomes a little explainable. But like the regular people, they get like hit or punched by a superhero, they're done. And that, and so like, I didn't, I actually like this as a popcorn movie because I thought it was, wait for this, realistic. And yes, we're in spoilers now. So the giant starfish from space, I was like, yeah, okay, that could be a giant starfish from space. I bought it, yeah. Yeah, and the way he like stumbled around and, and like interacted with the buildings, like, yeah, that is how a giant 50 foot tall or 100 foot tall yeah. starfish would interact with buildings. Yeah, fun fun note here. So we, we reviewed uh, Godzilla versus Kong or Kong versus Godzilla, whatever it's mm -hmm. called. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. um, part of that was because there's, you know, these big fights between these kaiju and every city or every building in the city is left standing at the end except for the one that was like a set piece this movie doesn't run into that with its kaiju yeah. even though it's kind of like a, a last act reveal mm -hmm. you know this starfish is like knocking over buildings people are like interacting with the rubble i think they did a significantly better job of kind of like the large monster thing mm -hmm. than the large monster movie we uh, they totally reviewed. did they totally yeah. did yeah and the the other reason i think this movie works so well is 
the motivations of the main characters are all pretty clear. And they use like, you know, the, the whole premise is that they say it in the blurb, right? These guys are all convicts and the government's like, hey, go do this thing for us and you'll get like some, you know, 10 years off your prison term or whatever. And that is all the motivation these characters obviously need. So we don't need to dive into why they're doing this, why they're here. It's all like pretty clear and that just like opens them up to talk about other things. And so that like that mechanism, I think, really cleans the movie up. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's... It's kind of refreshing having characters where it's just like, yeah, I, I know why they're here. Like, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, a, a lot of movies, uh, especially these days, I think they try and have, like, really deep and complex character motivations. And that can be fun, but if you're not good at writing, it doesn't turn out well. Yeah. And yeah. I think this movie, they're like, okay, we kind of know where the limits of what we're producing are. You know, this is a popcorn movie. This is not, like, you know, a character piece, really. Um, you know. I think Birds of Prey might be more of a character piece. They yeah. might have done that well. But here, there just wasn't room for it, and so they didn't do it. And I appreciate it. And they had a good reason yeah. why they didn't yeah. do it. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. We can get more into the, the heads getting cut off. And yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys, so the main, <clears throat> the, the initial villain we get for most of the movie is these vague coup dictator military type people in Corto Maltese. Um, and then we switch, it's revealed that they've been uh, keeping um, a giant alien starfish from space in a big uh, container, and uh, these, uh, our, our supervillains break it out, and that starts the kaiju and the whole other villain thing. What did you guys think about that switch? Did you like it? Did it work for you? Did you want more from the evil people, less from the alien? How did that all interact for you guys? I, th I think it worked pretty well. You know, like I... I don't think it was groundbreaking necessarily, <laughs> um, but you know, I thought it was you know it was kind of like a fun bait and switch we got. It's like okay, you know, this is like they're trying to do something to this kind of like little military coup government. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know that that was honestly kind of beneath their ability. I think you know yeah. like all these guys are incredibly overpowered. So, uh, you know, it was kind of nice seeing most of that get resolved pretty neatly and then this other problem step in. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it was, like, too jarring. They kind of hinted at it. Um, so, like, it wasn't just like, okay, we need something else for the last 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. the whole reason they went there was actually to go into yeah. this secret base and they didn't know what was in it, which ended up being Starfish. But, like, I, I loved the scene where the first dictator guy gets killed and all the generals are standing around and, like, okay, well, this other general's in charge. And then he gets killed, and then all the other generals in the room together, and one guy's like, I guess I'm in charge. And then some people come in and just shoot all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it was just great, that whole like collapsing of all these people. Yeah, no, I, I liked it too. I liked, uh, <clears throat> I think, again, it, it's not revolutionary by any means, but it's, it's fun to get them in Corto Maltese, and then we move on to the big starfish. But I think the flip from there even, to go another step in, is like, I like the idea that once they're already dealing with the starfish and the building's already collapsing, they find out that this is actually like a co-sponsorship with the American government and they have been hosting this in Jotunheim. Uh, and that's why they were actually being sent in is because they were looking to cover up, uh, you know, these sins of the American government, uh, which I think is really fun. And I think the other movie didn't really take into account any uh, amount of patriotism. And I think mm. having John Cena's pay, uh, peacemaker there is a lot of fun because he kind of becomes 
the villain, the, right? The starfish you ultimately end up empathizing with because he was just, like he says, fine to be floating You empathize space. with that starfish? Yeah. yeah. He, the He's, one that puts mini starfish on people's faces and mind controls them? Yeah, he but did, if he was happy to be in space. Yeah, the whole was, thing was yeah. the starfish is like, yeah, I was happy to be floating out space. You, like, captured me and forced me to come here. Like, well, you know, what and am I supposed to do? I get that part. Yeah, but but the guy's arguably said he had his way with it, too. Yeah, which no. is pretty gross. So, you know, like tortured to him for thirty else. years. Although to be fair, Starfish seemed kind of smart. Maybe it was trying to manipulate us, and maybe all it was coming here <laughs> purposely to. I mean, this is like a yeah. like a planet exterminating starfish. I don't know. I just yeah. I, I sympathize with it being kept in a cage, but if it's trying to put a little starfish on my face that dissolves my face, I'm not sympathizing with that. Yeah, no, like I'm not supporting that. I'm not saying like okay. you're you're doing good there. I'm just saying like you know. I kind of get it. You know, if someone like, yeah. if I have the ability you were a to shoot many Hanks out of my armpits <laughs> and take over people's bodies through their faces, and then I am, you know, taken to an underground lab, tortured for 30 years, suddenly I break free. First thing I'm doing is making sure those people aren't putting me de- back down there. I'm shooting my mini Hanks out my armpits and <laughs> yeah. getting my minions. I totally get it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, it's not it's not some, like, ooh, evil plot. I just yeah. am a megalomaniac. It's like, no, no, we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. <clears throat> it's fair. Yeah. So I, don't you see, like, you know, I think John Cena is arguably the worst, you know, morally... He has, he's the, the less moral ground to stand on than the starfish, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and actually, I want than the starfish. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I think it's hot take. I I wanted to hear more from the guy with all the things in his head that was the one that mm. had kept the starfish for thirty years and did experiments and torture and whatever else because. I thought there could have been a line where what he was doing seemed justified to him. Like if the starfish was maniacal or like, and then there's like, was a starfish trying to manipulate people? Did it come here to do this? Right? Like I would have liked a little more like, is the starfish trustworthy? And this guy that we think looks so evil, so bad, maybe these are all people a starfish is just attached to and he's not, you know, yeah. th- those kind of questions. And, and we didn't get any of that, which is fine. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think there was really room yeah. for it. How many think, rugs are yeah. there to be, you know, yeah. Pulled out from yeah. our feet, kind of thing. Yeah. No, I didn't really. I, I, I guess I can see where you guys are coming from with empathizing with the starfish, but just melt in my face is a good way for me to not like you. I just, <laughs> yeah. it's hard for me to get over that hump, you know. I don't know. No, I still, I, I think I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty firm in my belief that the starfish is justified. Okay, so one, one like plot hole thing about this movie is that so when we first see the starfish and they, the Americans take it aboard the space station, mm-hmm. it's like the size of a big dog, right? Yep. And then after 30 years, it's now 100, 200 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once it dies, the main mothership starfish, all the little ones seem to die too. I was wondering, well, why aren't the one of the little ones now like in control of all the other ones and it like grows? Like I thought that would be fun. They got to kill all the little ones too. I know it wasn't, we were already running long, but it yeah. just seemed like it was... Did that, did that strike you guys as, as something they could have developed or was a question in your mind? Yeah, I don't know. I, I was, it was kind of a weird situation because like they pretty specifically called out that like the mini ones weren't their own starfish. Yeah. They mm-hmm. specifically said, you know, they're not progeny, they're extensions of the main thing. So yeah. I was like, you know, I, I, if you want to leave it at that and, you know, let us wrap up in two and a half hours instead of dragging it out to three, I kind of support that. Um, yeah. I, I, the, the only thing I think I would have changed is I wouldn't have made them look just like the starfish because yeah. that did make it seem like they could grow into the giant starfish, yeah. even though they pretty directly implied that that wasn't the case. You know, yeah. it, it, 
It, it created some visual confusion, but yeah. I don't think it was terrible from a uh, plot perspective. It just could have pushed, like, the scariness to the next yeah. level if they killed the big one and then, like, all the little ones are still totally fine being creepy, you know? Now they're independent. Yeah. 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 No, I I guess another thing I want to bring up is, uh, have you guys seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, opposite of Suicide Squad. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, I, I think that one of the things that, that stuck out to me watching this movie is it seems like... I think James Gunn actually does have like a deep love of comic books. On Twitter, he's always talking about how that run of Suicide Squad was so influential on him. Um, and so I think he, his heart's in the right place, but I also do think that he tends to have these archetypes. And like when I'm watching it, like King Shark really just starts feeling like Groot after a while, right? Like you have this mostly CGI character who's huge and powerful, is voiced by a big name celebrity actor, super one note and super strong, but just kind of is there as like one-off comedic relief. Hmm. And then with, you know, Dave Bautista's Drax character, that feels a lot like John Cena's Peacemaker, where it's just this, hmm. this big, huge ex-wrestler that's, you know, says what's exactly on his mind, is very straight-faced about it, very matter-of-fact. Yeah. Not that it's an issue, because I love the archetype from Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah. it did it, it did seem like, are we just doing, like, a color gradient a little <laughs> bit? You know, we're just, like, a, a color swap on, on Guardians? I, so, I, I, it's interesting. I actually like Nananu um, better than I like Groot. I agree. But Groot's different. Groot seems way more sympathetic to me because he's got the relationship with the raccoon and the raccoon can like kind of speak for him and like, and Groot gets to change, right? We get the baby Groot. Kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Nananu, I, I liked as a character a lot because he's... You know, he's at first trying to eat people in his own squad. He doesn't actually eat anybody, but he, like, is thinking about it. Um, and that, like, Groot never... Groot, like, can fuck things up for Groot reasons, you know? But he's never purposely, like, going to eat somebody mm -hmm. on, the, on the team, you know? Yeah. Um, and as for... Dra you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting over this, this ex-wrestler thing. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of... Like, how many times can I see these big muscle-bound dudes doing the same stuff? And... and with Drax, it's okay because he's like in his own Drax world, yeah. right? He's got his own Drax things, his own Drax reasons for doing stuff. Peacemaker was just like an extension of the American government. Yeah. And I also was confused about when he showed up. Was he an ex-con too? Or was a guy they sent along that was still a good good guy according to the government? No, I think I think he was an ex-con. I think that Rick Flagg's the only one that's not. He was introduced first to Idris Elvis' character, and Amanda Waller takes them up, and he's like, she says that he can turn anything into a weapon. Yeah. And he's like, you said that about me. Oh, right, he was in jail, yeah, yeah. our own individual. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like his character very much at all. I was just like, I don't, I, he had some funny lines, but somebody else could have done those yeah. for me. Yeah. And like, why is he so committed to the American government's secrecy when he's been in prison <clears throat> by the American government? I just, yeah. his character was just kind of, eh, and that helmet was so stupid. Oh, I love the helmet. Though. Oh God, I, I couldn't say. get over that big spoon. It kind of gave me a little, a little giggle. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I like, I, out of all those four characters you listed, uh, Peacemaker's the one I liked the least. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, yeah. I think and he gets, <clears throat> well, he might be in the least screen time, but I don't know that anymore would necessarily help, because I think Polka Dot Man is the next one that doesn't have as much screen time, but, you know, that's I think okay. he's, he's a better character. He's, yeah, I think yeah. he's way more interesting yeah. across the board. Nananu, I, I thought, actually had a little bit more depth, right? Trying to learn yeah. to be friends with people, and then he just basically can't die, but it, like, still hurts him, so he's not, like, invincible and just walks through stuff. He, like, gets hurt <laughs> and then just gets to be a mad shark. I don't know. I, I like the character. I thought it was fun, and I love 
imagining Sylvester Stallone, oh, I'm going to voice a shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe they didn't even tell him it was a shark. Maybe they said, we're just going to CGI you into the movie. And Is he's that like, Nom? Yeah. That Nom? Yeah. And then I, I like guess if you like the character, the other thing is to look up the behind the scenes photo of the, the body double stand in that has the giant, it looks like a neck brace, but it just brings it up and then it has fake eyes and a fake shark head so the actors know to look up at that. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty Love funny. It. That's pretty funny. All right. Well, let's, let's rate this thing. Okay. Is that is let's it is it time? Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Who wants to go first? I'll Hank? go first. Let's do it. Yeah. So I liked this. This was a good time. It was fun. I didn't really, you know, have any complaints uh, against it. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that uh, you know it's it, it 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 stands out in the pantheon of superhero movies to me. But that's you know not like a pantheon I'm particularly fond of. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's not going to be like one of my favorites, but I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Don't regret watching it. So with that, I think I'm going to give it like uh, maybe 13 out of 16 noms. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. Keegan? Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, and I, I'm always like continually impressed with the things that are coming out of DC. I think they were like scrambling to get their own Avengers together and replicate with the Justice League and try to get this entire, you know, 20 movie arc going, which I just don't think that they have the writing prowess to do. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes I think a lot of people are disappointed with those movies, but silly stuff like Aquaman and Birds of Prey and now this movie um, are a lot of fun. And I think having this these series of standalone movies is, is a pretty fun uh, take to have. And it, it frees it up from having to set up other movies, right? A lot of times mm. when we're watching Marvel movies, it feels like, is this just an entry in to get us to the next multiverse part, right? Whereas this is fine. I mean, this is just a well-rounded standalone piece with fun characters and pretty good writing and needle drops and direction from, you know, what's ostensibly just a normal action movie. So I had a blast watching it. I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point on repeat. Um, but if I had to rate it, I would give it uh, 750,000 mind-controlled rats out of... <laughs> uh, what did I say? 750,000? Yeah. Uh, 100,000. Wait, 700, uh, 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. 750. What am I? I 750. Oh, 1 million. 1 million. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm all over the place. So, so you liked it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 7.5. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it, too. I, I was prepared not to like it because I just heard so much negativity about the original Suicide Squad. And I don't like Jared Leto. And Aquaman, I heard, was bad, too. And I just nothing made me want to go see that. So I was prepared to this to be a bad movie. And I was pleasantly surprised. So I would give it eight and a half out of ten slighted Nathan Fillion's because anytime Nathan Fillion's in a movie, he needs to be getting the most screen time out of it. I don't care who else is in the movie. I'm, it's a Nathan Fillion uh, piece for me. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it and I'm probably going to go watch Birds of Prey. So they, they, they pulled me back in. James Gunn, it's hard for him to make a lot of mistakes, I think. So Yeah, he seems to be doing well. But uh, awesome. what have we got next time? Next week, we're going to be watching Free Guy. So this is a new Ryan Reynolds piece. Um, let me read you the, the title here or the blurb rather, a bank teller discovers that he's actually an NPC inside a brutal open world video game. You know, I've had the same realization myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like realizing you're an NPC. Yeah, um, yeah. You're some, somebody else is the main character. Yeah. You're just on your little fucking loop. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm a big gamer. Um, yeah. And I have to say, this movie does not look good to me. Really? Yeah, no. You know, I'm going in with an open mind. I'm going to watch the movie. And I'm, I, I would love to be surprised. Yeah. But I've seen yeah. so many trailers. 
and there's not a scene from any of them that looks good. And I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. You know, this just looks like something about a video game written by a team of non-gamers, and mm. they just pulled in whatever talent they could afford. Mm. Like, I'm not sure there was a lot of thought given to the casting because Ryan Reynolds is a bank teller. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Do you, Do you think it's one of those things where they didn't want to reveal too much in the trailers? I hope so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't no. think they're. I don't think they're holding their cards close. Yeah. Oh, this no. just looks bad. So you're lucky that this is one of your last ones. I'm gonna. Wa- I'm gonna watch that. I was kind of excited. I was. I was like, oh, oh, oh could be anyway. Fun. But yeah, that's gonna be next week. Next week, it's gonna be yeah. Keegan and I coming at you. Maybe yep. we'll see if we can get a guest host or something. Yeah. We'll Taylor's out. But uh, yeah, it should be a fun review, even if it's not a fun movie. But you're gonna have to stick around <laughs> to find out. Awesome. Yeah, well, cool. thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks, everyone.